geekery.com podcast. Uh, my name is Daniel. I run the Disney fan site, DisneyGeekery.com, and I'm super happy to be doing this podcast now. I've done a few podcasts in the past, uh, none which were Disney-related, but I had a lot of fun doing them. Now, my issue these days is that I don't have as much time as I used to, so I'm hoping through the power of the internet and through our fan base, which we have on Facebook and through our website, there'll be enough interest for me to keep this up on a weekly basis, or maybe we'll do this every two weeks. I haven't decided yet. Um, but I, I'm really excited to be doing it. Since this is the first podcast, we'll do a little bit of an introduction, who I am, and, uh, you know, what got me into Disney, and since there is a lot of news right now, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what's what's happening in the world of Disney, and what we're going to do on this podcast is we're going to talk about Disney parks, we'll talk about Disney movies, television shows, products, you name it, we'll talk about it. So, I know there's a lot of uh, podcasts out there already. Um, I'm hoping that DisneyGeekery.com has such an amazing base that we'll be able to keep this going and going strong for you. If you haven't checked out the website already, please check it out. It is DisneyGeekery.com, and that's G-E-E-K-E-R-Y. And we're also on Facebook, so just search for Disney Geekery. We've got over 20,000 followers, and um, those are the people who are relying to take this to the next level go. Follow us on Facebook. We do contests. We post uh, funny pictures. And we also funnel most of the articles from our website to that. So that being said, again, my name is Daniel. And I will be the host over the course, the course of the uh, future episodes. We are hoping to incorporate another co-host, uh, like a co-host to the show. So that's up for grabs right now. I've got some other friends who are uh, looking to kind of join in on the action who are also kind of you know, Disney enthusiasts, and uh, I promise we'll have a lot of good things. Now, that being said, let's jump right into what's going on both this week, last week, and in the coming weeks that's Disney-related, because there's some big news out there. Um, let's start with just a quick reminder that uh, by the time you hear this, there's going to be about a week left until Dapper Day at Disneyland, and if you haven't been to Dapper Day at Disneyland or Walt Disney World, uh, you basically wear your finest, you dress up like you're from the 1920s, 30s, or 40s, kind of like a classic vintage Walt would have when he came to California, and you go to the parks. And uh, what's great about it is that a lot of other people do get dolled up and go to the parks, and it's a great time, makes for some great pictures. Now, if you want to take it to the next level, um, you can also take part and kind of do a hybrid between a dapper outfit and Disney bounding. Now, if you're not familiar with Disney bounding, Disney bounding is basically... Using the characters from Disney movies or cartoons or whatever, use the color palette to create an outfit that basically makes you look as if you're uh, almost cosplaying a Disney character, but you're wearing something that's a little bit more practical, something you could, you know, go to the mall in. And um, it, it's turned out to be a huge kind of fashion movement for Disney enthusiasts. And uh, the whole thing was started by our friend Leslie Kay. Um, you can search Disney Bound on DisneyGeekery.com, and we have a great interview with her, and she talks about what it really means to Disney Bound and how you can get started with both clothes that you own or if you're looking to shop for a specific character, what to look for. So go to Disneyland. It's going to be all next weekend and uh, they're going to have a full Dapper Day Expo with vendors and uh, photo ops for, for people who are Disney Bounding and, you know, dressed up in Dapper wear and uh, it should be a good time. It always is. 
The one at Walt Disney World is unfortunately over already. So if you missed that, I believe they do it twice a year there. And I, I could be wrong. I'm based in California. So um, I've only been to Disney World once and I don't follow that often. But um, I've seen some great pictures and, you know, Disney, oh, my Disney blog has, has posted a lot of pictures from there. So hopefully we can uh, take things to the next level next week at Disneyland. So that's uh, Dapper Day at Disneyland. And don't forget to Disney Bound. Our next story, we are going to talk about The Jungle Book. Now, The Jungle Book is uh, the new live-action movie, which has kind of been the trend that Disney's going for of of recreating some of their animated classics as a live-action film. Now, Jon Favreau was the director of this film, and if you're not too familiar with him, he originally started with the film Swingers, and he was an actor in that. And not only is he a great actor, but he's really become a great director. He's directed a bunch of movies, but if you're a Disney or Marvel fan, you may know him from Iron Man. He directed the first two films, and he he really kind of uh, propelled the the Marvel live-action films into popularity and and kind of jump-started the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. But he's the director of The Jungle Book, and The Jungle Book has some really amazing voice actors behind it, and... um, some of the voice actors you might know are Scarlett Johansson, who voiced Ka, um, Christopher Walken, who voiced King Louie, and the kid who played Mowgli was absolutely phenomenal. That was really his first breakout role, and uh, one of the great things about this movie, a lot of people don't know, is that the whole thing was filmed in Los Angeles, California. So there were no jungles, there were no endless you know, fields that could be run through or trees that could be swung from. The whole thing was done on a soundstage in Los Angeles, and if you ever have the chance, go to YouTube or, or check out some of the articles we post on Disney Geekery, as the behind the scenes of that was truly phenomenal. So they used some live sets, and they basically green screened everything in the back. Now, I, I'm a fan of traditional filmmaking, but when you watch The Jungle Book, you really can't tell that the whole thing is CGI. It's done so well. And of course, you know, the animals talking and all that is going to be CGI, but um, the directing was truly a technological masterpiece and i think john favreau nailed it and I, I don't know if you saw the movie the story is very similar to the animated feature but just being submersed into that universe that john favreau had created especially in 3d is just was was really the crowning factor on that and um overall i liked it i think the story was you know it, it's not something new it really is taking a page out of uh, both the Rudyard Kipling book and um, the classic animated film that uh, Disney produced. And it parallels it very similarly. Now, as I had mentioned, being able to see how some of your favorite characters were recreated is really the highlight of it. And uh, it had a very serious tone and some of the songs that you may have liked from the original are in it, which to me felt a little disjointed, but at the same time, it it brought a strong feeling of nostalgia that that really made me appreciate kind of hearing new versions of The Bare Necessities or uh, I Want to Be Like You, who you know, which was sung by Christopher Walken. So it was really interesting to kind of see that. But um, highly recommend seeing it. I think it's really showing what the, the capabilities of computer-generated animation are now. And Forbes is actually reporting that such a successful box office uh, run for the Jungle Book. It made over $100 million this weekend domestically. 
really kind of paves the way for Disney to do a live-action version of The Lion King. Now, as we know, there's already going to be a live-action version of many of the classic animated movies that are coming out. There already have been a lot that have come out, like Maleficent and Cinderella. But, um, yeah, you know, with Beauty and the Beast coming out, and now John Favreau proving that you, you can do a movie with animated characters like animals and, and really make it successful, that there's no reason they really couldn't do a Lion King film. So we'll follow up on that. Um, we'll usually have that go on the website before it comes through the podcast. So just, uh, you know, keep your finger on the pulse of our website and of, you know, all the other uh, official Disney outlets. And I'm sure you'll be hearing something about that soon. So the Jungle Book, go see it in theaters in 3D if possible. Now, uh, a couple of games have come out for the mobile device within the last month, and I don't know if a lot of you play the mobile games. I'm still hooked on the Tsum Tsum game, which, if you haven't played it, it's just a simple puzzle game that originated in Japan, but it's kind of fun being able to unlock your favorite characters and so forth. So that's a, a great time killer. But Gameloft had released Magic Kingdoms, where you get to build your own Disney park, and there's kind of a side story that goes along with that, and that's available for iOS and Android. And... It's a pretty fun game. It's kind of a... Uh, it's not like Tsum Tsum where you can just pick it up and play whenever you want, but it's it's kind of time-based. So you send the characters on a mission, and it may take 60 seconds. It may take 8 hours, and once you do that, you can kind of put it away and get a pop-up notification or check back later and see if you can unlock the next part of the kingdom. So that's been fun kind of casually playing, but as a Kingdom Hearts fan, I've got to kind of... Uh, promote the release of the Kingdom Hearts mobile game, and that's uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained. And this came out about a week and a half ago, and if you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts, which just kind of brings, you know, the worlds of Final Fantasy and Disney together, um, you get to create your own avatar, you get to join other people in uh, helping defeat, you know, big monsters, and you get to do that all while kind of going through the worlds of Disney. The, uh, you know, World of Aladdin, the World of Alice in Wonderland. All these worlds are there, and it's a pretty simple game. It's just a lot of tapping and swiping, but it's really cool to see this cutesy animation reinvent some of the characters that you may love, like Alice and Snow White and all that. And uh, it's probably one of, one of the better Disney games that are out there. And uh, those games are brought to you by Disney Interactive and Square Enix, who handles all the Final Fantasy properties. So... Highly recommend downloading Magic Kingdoms and Kingdom Hearts for your mobile device. And if you haven't downloaded it already, uh, download the Tsum Tsum game. It's one of my favorite Disney games, and I'm sure you'll love it. Now that we've talked about Tsum Tsum, we can also talk about the recent releases. So, if you're not familiar with Tsum Tsum, as I had mentioned, it's a property from... uh, got popular in Japan. And what it is is mini plush animals that resemble Disney characters, and they were released in themed sets. So, no surprise, this past week the Jungle Book series was released. And um, some of your favorite Jungle Book characters can be seen in there, like Mowgli, Baloo, King Louie, Ka. And these sets are becoming a little bit of a problem for me. <laughs> and I mean that with all the best intentions. I, I think I'm at I've got about 115 on my desk at work now. So, they're very addicting. They're super cute. They stack on top of each other. And... Uh, This is the first set in a while I haven't bought just because I'm kind of running out of room. But uh, as I look at them right now, actually, I'm kind of regretting it. 
Uh, also, Disney Parks released last week a Haunted Mansion set, and that comes, I believe, with seven in that set. And the next set that will be out will be May 3rd, and that would be the second Marvel Avengers set. So uh, let's take a look at who's included. So Okay, so there's some great characters here. Um, Ant-Man is going to be included. Hawkeye is going to be included. Um... Yeah, this, this looks like a pretty interesting set. I, as a completionist, I'm probably going to get it just because I have the first set. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving these Tsum a little too much. It's one thing collecting them in-game, but collecting them in real life has kind of uh, become a problem for me. But I love them, and if uh, Disneyland is releasing... Uh, sorry, Disney is releasing them every two weeks now. If they keep coming up with uh, some of these characters that I like, then... I will keep on going. And yeah, I'll post a picture of my collection on our Facebook page. Uh, it's okay to feel bad for me. <laughs> but but I really enjoy the Zoom Zoom sets. They're, they're adorable. And uh, yep, I, I should probably stop that at some point. So let's see what else we've got on the agenda here. Um, Disney has released to Entertainment Weekly their first photo of Elliot from Pete's Dragon. Now, Elliot kind of doesn't look much like a dragon. One of our fans compared him to a, a, a green dog. He does kind of look like the Never Beast from the Tinkerbell movies. But he's pretty cute, but he doesn't really look like Elliot. So there's been a lot of mixed reactions to the way Elliot looks. Um, definitely doesn't look like Elliot from the, uh, the original version. But uh, the original version, for those that don't know, was kind of a hybrid live-action and traditional animated feature where it kind of makes both mediums. But uh, I'm pretty confident that the tone of the movie looks really good. Um, though Elliot doesn't look like the original Elliot, he, he's still pretty cute. And I think it's going to be a good film. I mean, Disney's done a really good job with these live action kind of reboots for the older generation that grew up with the animated features through the 90s. So I'm really excited about seeing that. Um, I mean... I'm excited about every Disney movie. Who's kidding? But that movie, I believe, releases in August. And we'll get a date for you here. All right. And so Pete's Dragon comes out August 12th of this year. Uh, there's already trailers out there. They kind of don't show Elliot. So you, you need to look for that still image that was released. And you can find that both on our Facebook page and DisneyGeekery.com. We, we posted it again this week because of the mixed reaction, so we kind of addressed that. But um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I won't rush judgment just based on that. All right. So we are about a month away from the release of Alice Through the Looking Glass. So if you liked the first Alice, the first Alice did well both domestically and overseas. Tim Burton won't be directing this one, but he is a, a producer on it. So I'm sure the tone is going to be the same. Uh, most of the, your favorite characters are still going to be there. Queen of Hearts, Alice. Um, they are adding uh, Father Time, who is going to be portrayed by Sacha Baron Cohen. So I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Um, I think just because of the popularity of the first one and this one, to me, actually, through the trailer, looks better than the first one. It just looks kind of, you know, some new environments are being explored. And uh, the addition of Sasha Baron Cohen, I think, is going to make it really interesting. So I, I think this movie is going to do pretty well. Whether it's going to be good or not, it's it's not something we can say yet. 
but uh i think it's definitely going to be a fun movie um you, you can't go wrong with that i mean johnny depp is mad hatter you know there were some people who were critical of the first one but i think at the end of the day everybody's gonna see it not take it very seriously and hopefully it's just one of those movies that we can go into summer having a lot of fun with um also in may uh may 27th as well the same time that alice through the looking glass comes out disney channel has announced that it will be doing a four-day marathon of all its original movies now these are a lot of the movies that came on in the 90s so again we're kind of uh reaching back into the nostalgic era of the 90s Disney fans. But this includes High School Musical, Cheetah Girls. This is going to be a four-day event of all Disney Channel original movies. So I don't know about you, but if you grew up watching all these movies and uh, you want to kind of marathon it over four days or set your DVR to basically explode full of content, then... This is the week for you. Again, this is going to be going on from Friday, May 27th, all the way through Monday, May 30th. So that might be a good weekend to just kind of uh, stay in your pajamas and watch some television. But that should be exciting. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was never a huge high school musical fan. But I I think uh, some of the original Disney movies definitely had like a good feel, a good moral, a lot of fun to them. And you know, I, I don't watch a lot of those movies now, as I'm a grown adult, uh, you know, a grown adult who still loves Disney movies and cartoons and things like that. Um, you know, these were really popular with the teen audience, and uh, it'll be nice to kind of take a trip down memory lane with, with Disney Channel that weekend. So I'll be setting my TiVo for some. I'll watch some others. I don't know if I can do four days worth, but uh, I'll kind of pick and choose some of my favorites from the 90s and, and be sure to watch those. So, I think, you know, for a first episode, that's all we've got now. Um, as I mentioned, we'll probably be slowing things down a little bit and picking and choosing our subjects a little bit more carefully. But I, I just wanted to kind of talk about what's happening at Disney right now. Um, we might talk a little bit about Marvel. We might talk a little bit about Star Wars. But I really hope this is fun. Um, you know, we may even start being a little bit more interactive by having... You know, group meetups at the parks. We're we're local to Disneyland. We go a couple times a month, and um, we've we've met fans there before. And I, I think it would be a good idea to get a group going or talk about some park news, and you know, maybe get some pin trading. Who, who knows? I mean, the possibilities are really endless. But um, I hope you enjoyed episode one. I hope uh, you value our opinions at Disney Geekery. I hope you follow us on Facebook. That that's our. Uh, main account we also have a instagram and twitter account but you'll find most of the articles over at facebook and uh, go and follow us and as i said if we can uh, get listenership up and and kind of uh, create an audience that makes this worth doing maybe twice a month then we'll do that and i want to say i appreciate all of you for tuning into episode one we look forward to talking to you in episode two and please feel free to email us with any suggestions you may have any ideas for stories that you want us to look into Or if you want to co-host for an episode, we can do it remotely through the internet. So email me at daniel at disneygeekery.com or message me through Facebook. And uh, thank you for following us. All right. Have a good one. Bye.